On this episode, we discuss the very Cinemax-titled Temptation, Confessions of a Marriage Counselor. Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. Hey everyone, this is Stuart Wellington. Hi guys, I'm Hallie Hagland. Back again. Hey Hallie Just Hagland. My, my, Elliot's going to be back next time, so, so don't worry. Hold your horses. Yeah. Right? yeah. Hold them in a horse pen. <laughs> <laughs> hold them with some uh, those ropes that make you go, nay. <laughs> yeah. Like a lasso? A bridle. A bridle. <laughs> okay. So if you're one of those human monsters who doesn't care for Hallie, don't worry. Your boyfriend, <laughs> Ellie, it'll be back soon. But for all rice-making people. But guess what? He got a chick knocked up. <laughs> yeah, deal with that. He did the deed. Now he's got to be the dad. Mm-hmm. So, and all you, uh, what are you, well, uh, guys who like to listen to stuff, you're probably wondering, why sure. does this episode sound so weird? Uh, yeah, well, it's the first in the new Flophouse Studios, a.k.a. my new apartment. Ooh, Flophouse Studios. Mark II. Y'all ready for this? (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. We have to pay royalties after a certain amount. Um, yeah, that's all. Okay, so here at the Flophouse Podcast, we uh, just got done watching a presumably bad movie, and yeah. we're going to talk about it for a little while. An allegedly bad movie. Allegedly, yeah. that we paid American currency for. <laughs> yeah, and that uh, currency goes into the pocket of the person who made the bad movie. So if you feel bad for them, don't, because they are way richer than us. Yeah, they're spread... Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, probably. This guy in particular yeah, is like a fucking millionaire. So what did we watch tonight, Dan? We watched um, Temptation, colon, Confessions of a Marriage <laughs> Council. <laughs> you said colon. <laughs> <laughs> You messed it up, Dan. It's Temptation. Tyler Perry's. No, no, no. There's two alternate. There's easy. You either know it as Temptation: colon, Confessions of a Marriage Counselor or Tyler Perry's Temptation. Okay. So is it? Wait. So he was tempted by this confession. I don't get it. Yeah. A marriage. He was counselor. tempted to make a really bad movie, and he gave into it <laughs> and made this movie. Burn. Tyler Perry, you've been burned. Spoiler alert. So, I, do you guys think he's listening to this? I would feel so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be the sassy white uh, white lady in his next comedy? Whoa! It's going to be tough because I remember last time we did a Tyler Perry movie. Elliot described him as a having all the grace of a mattress with legs. Yep. And he could have easily been describing this script, Burn. So, uh, yeah, what 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 drew us to this? When I showed up, you guys were all raring to go. Kim Kardashian was in it. Can't yeah. get Kim enough. Kim Kardashian's in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hallie was very excited about how bootylicious everyone in this movie is. You guys, everybody's got a booty. <laughs> See, no, this is... Like, <laughs> that's your, that's your is, children's book. No. Everybody's got a booty. <laughs> this is my first like H. year. <laughs> The fear that I articulated earlier to you guys is playing in immediately right now. What's that? About 
this. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> right. yeah, there's a certain worry. You want to get something off our chests. Yeah. You're watching a Tyler Perry, Perry Tyler <laughs> Perry movie. Uh, Medea or not Medea in this case. Um, just a worry that we'll accidentally <laughs> say something racist. Yeah, so get it off for like legal like, reasons, right? L- like Brad Paisley will be an accidental <laughs> racist. <laughs> So or a I, real racist in the so, case of Brad Paisley's song. So when I mention that Moish is in this, I'm actually talking about Moish, like Brandy's actually yeah, in she's this. she's actually right? in I'm this. I'm not just... You're not just calling some random all, lady Moish. It's like saying Hannah Montana is in this. Mm-hmm. She's not. She doesn't have the booty <laughs> to make the cut. Yeah. She, yeah uh, she probably if Wrecking Ball has proven anything, is that she does not have the booty to start Temptation, colon, Confessions of a Marriage Counselor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I keep thinking you're going to say Confessions of a Bridal Counselor, which makes no sense at all. <laughs> but what makes a lot of sense is this movie. So how does it, doesn't it start in, what, like a, it, it looks like a police station. Um, no. <laughs> it's like, it's like a triage marriage counseling center. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there's a, fax machines going off. There's, there's, a, ringing. there's a lady seeking marriage counseling and she's doing it alone. <laughs> She's with her husband when he walks out. Oh, he stormed yeah. off. You were playing Dan McCoy dinner detective again, I think. <laughs> More like Dan McCoy dinner arranger this time because oh, dinner didn't nice. come on time. <laughs> you're like you're like Jason Statham in the transporter. No women, no kids. Yeah. <laughs> Just falafel. Um, but yeah, no, she's uh she's getting advice from a marriage counselor, and the marriage counselor is like, let me tell you a long, boring story to about my sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> but yeah, so so the framing device of the marriage counselor, instead of like asking questions and trying to find out, you know, more about the couple that she's helping, instead she tells us a story, and then there's not even really a dissolve or anything. We go right into what, like, fifty years later in the South. I don't know, man. All I know is uh, so there's a young lady. Played by um, the, girl from the girl from Friday Night Lights, Lights who was also on Full House. If yeah. you guys ever watched, she was Michelle's friend. She wore one of those little hats, those blossom hats that flip <laughs> oh, yeah. up. Those little hats. Her pout is memorable. It was burned in my mind, and I recognized it as soon as I saw it. And I never watched Friday Night Lights. Okay, well, you more, got it, dude. More recently, so, she was the daughter of the barbecue guy, barbecue salesman. Yeah. Um, but she's uh, get, she gets married to her man. Dan's doing the summary. Watch, hold on to your hats. No, hold on to your blossom hats. You're gonna have to take over pretty soon. <laughs> okay. I'm terrible at it. But she gets married to her childhood sweetheart, named Bryce, who mm-hmm. has an awesome flat top. And her minister mom is not approving of it. Also, this movie should reverend? be called Minister Mom. Yeah, the Reverend Minister Sarah. Mom, Reverend Sarah. Uh, but she's like, all right, fine. And so they go off to the big city of Washington D.C. Where uh, the guy has a lifelong dream of owning his own pharmacy, <laughs> and the woman is uh, dream big, dude. Yeah, she's a she's a counselor. She's got like a PhD in psychology. She's got a that's master's. A thing that you can get. I she don't know. Master's. She got All her right. master's. She, she explains she, that in some yeah. exposition later. She on. reiterates that several times. But um, she seems to believe that she is slumming. By instead working for a millionaire matchmaker. Played by? Vanessa Williams. Kiss of the Spider Woman. <laughs> what, really? <laughs> was it that, Kiss of the Spider Woman? Uh, uh, she's saying Colors of the Wind well, she uh, was, uh, for the radio she was version. She's in the Ugly of... Betty, basically playing the same part. But with a... In this case, she has a French accent. Thanks. A terrible French accent. 
It's amazing. Yep. As uh, Stewart says, I have a better French accent. Je ne pas bon Vanessa Williams. Well, the funniest thing is that she still uses all the like vernacular of a native English speaker. So she's like, uh, you are going to <laughs> like what's the thing that what's the thing that people who say uh, talk in English? How do you say um how do you say uh the bitch is back? <laughs> like, uh, exactly as you just said it, lady. How do you say it's totes crazy, <laughs> uh, bro? But then, I mean, we have to give the movie this one thing, which is that Vanessa Williams' accent, terrible accent finally pays off. There is one good joke in the movie where at the end of the movie, it turns out that she's from Georgia. <laughs> and um, Oh, and the, the, psych- the keen psych- therapist... So she's having like an identity crisis because she spent two weeks in France and she's like, and y'all know, no, <laughs> no, that was a take two, Hallie. Yep. Come on, and we all know you're from Georgia. Yeah, and then she was like, "Bitch, get out of my office." She actually said that. I'm not making that up. High fives no. were given mm-hmm. uh, and seen. So yeah, so we, we remember this- it well because it was the only time we were entertained. <laughs> so she works at this. She works for like a millionaire matchmaker trademark. And uh, who else works there is Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Card? Did you say Kardashian? <laughs> I said Gar- I said Kardashian. Did I say it wrong? <laughs> I think in two places. <laughs> <laughs> who works there? Don't worry about it. Who plays? Is Lando Calassian. <laughs> <laughs> who plays her friend? Is she, like she's a friend. She's or just trying right? to give her a makeover, but she's really mean. She does a lot. She she delivers a lot of jokes, but without a lot, she like her her voice sounds like she's smiling, but her eyes she's not smiling. There. She's a stealth joke disguiser because she delivers a lot. So you don't know she's disguising the joke. You don't know she's telling a joke. She sneaks into like, places and disguises <laughs> jokes. <laughs> And then later on, you're like, what the, is this a joke? Oh my God. And you laugh and laugh and laugh. If only she show up here tonight, guys. Burn. Burn on all of us. I don't don't know. So Kim Kardashian's there. And And she's given our hero a hell of a time. Yeah, so I guess she doesn't seem to really fit in there. She's constantly complaining. She thinks she's working for a madam. Well, this is the thing. Like, I have to, I actually sympathize with Kim Kardashian in these scenes because Kim Kardashian is just like, Look, we appeal to a very like high end clientele. You have to dress a little bit better. You have to like you know be into this. You have to know who this really rich guy who just walked in is, who apparently is super famous. And I'm like, yeah, this yeah, is you got to know is, his medical history. If this he is your HIV job. You Except for the here. fact that she dressed totally fine. Like, yeah, she wore dressed fine, but I don't know. There were fine, yeah. fine, not fine. <laughs> 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 I like the way you just changed the vowel sound and changed the whole meaning. Yeah, it's an I or wait, no, O Y. It's like an O I. Yeah, but no, she like clearly had no respect for the job that she was doing. She kept like putting down the idea of matchmaking. Like, oh, you're a madam, and like, and and also being like, I like to meet people the old-fashioned way. When there's no more old-fashioned way to meet someone than being made a match. Haven't you ever seen Fiddler on the Roof? Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, no, well, that that's true. It, it feels like that she was probably a bad hire by Kim Kardashian, 
that mm-hmm. she, you know, she shouldn't be working there. Wait, and but she the, should go back to her husband with his big dreams. But, but Kim Kardashian's role was obviously the most fascinating to us, <laughs> even though she was only in like five <laughs> minutes of the movie. But it's like constantly her going back. Her charisma can't be denied. Well, because it, you, like at some point you think that she has a right to be such a bitch to this other girl because like she must be her boss. But then when you see them in work situations, Vanessa Williams is always telling Kim Kardashian like, schedule this meeting for Judith, who's the other woman. And so it's like, wait, she's just her assistant. She <laughs> She's just being a bitch and she's her assistant. Exactly, and she should probably be her boss because she knows what the what the job requires, right? Yeah, she's like a real Emily Blunt, the Devil Wears Prada. I don't you know. know what I'm yeah, about. this movie. To- yeah, I kept. I saw those parallels the whole time. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it- come just, on, Stuart. I was just remembering all those episodes of Veronica's Closet I DVR'd because that show's still on, right? Because it's super big. It's a big hit. You're like, this is about a lingerie company. It's got to get good at some point. <laughs> So, anyhow, mm-hmm. I like that show. Veronica's Closet. <laughs> I think that's because you're a big Dave Cortez fan. <laughs> you like the non cheers work of Kirstie Alley. <laughs> I liked Olive, the character of Olive. <laughs> I don't remember that. She's the one who looks like this. You guys can't see me, but I'm. <laughs> Thank you for making that face over the fucking pod waves. <laughs> Everyone knows. Okay, um, so she works at this place. She's not. She doesn't really like her oh, job. Oh yeah, we until, haven't even gotten to any of until the until she makes is like Snake Man, not the Snake Man from Jonah Hex <laughs> movie, which is my favorite character in a flop ass movie of all time. No, but no, this guy who's like an this internet bald, skinny guy with some fucking shredded abs comes in. Dude, every guy in this movie has shredded abs. That doesn't yeah. de- define him in any way from any other male character. He's got thinner shredded abs. That's true. And her husband no. has broader he's, he's, shredded abs. He's shredded like if you glued a bunch of steaks to a skeleton. <laughs> If your abs aren't shredded, just don't even show up to the movie. Do not apply. Don't even be in the audience. <laughs> this movie was if originally you a called. To this movie, and you do not have shredded abs, just leave the popcorn with her and go fucking self-terminate in the bathroom. This movie was called Tyler Perry's Thirty Minute Abs. <laughs> Which is weird because it, it does. We all had to wear those. We all had to wear those He-Man chests on us <laughs> from the drugstore during Halloween when we watched this movie because they wouldn't let us watch it otherwise. Okay, now get to the jerk. <laughs> so wait, the, yeah, some the Snake Man's a jerk. Snake, a snake jerk walks in. Yeah, he's so really rich, he's a, but he's we don't know man. he's a jerk yet. And, oh, I and mean, the, you pretty much assume he starts almost immediately hitting on a married woman. Yeah, and Kim Kardashian refers to him as what was it? The third most important internet uh, something since Mark Zuckerberg. The third most important internet. Yeah, internet. I'm like, there's been internet since Zuckerberg. Yeah, but uh, no, I'm yeah. The Times. What I'm trying to say. He's got the hots. Wait, what? He's got the hots for this. He's got a copy of Hots on DVD. He's got the hots for this country mouse. <laughs> He, he wants her bad. It is, yeah. It's totally like a city mouse and a country mouse. So this country mouse, she's conflicted. She's got a husband. This husband is kind of into having sex with her, but uh, kind of not. But he's like real conservative. So she wants yeah. to go all wild. She wants to act like a lion. He's not into his it. His idea of wacky sex is him in his underpants playing a guitar with a cowboy hat. Yeah. Not really playing that guitar. So she get, got pretty offended by that because he's got some guitar skills. And this dude, despite having shredded abs, does not. Yeah. He was just holding the guitar. 
Yeah, and and lip syncing to uh, try a little tenderness, the like the record he put on, and he danced around in a cowboy hat and nothing else. But does um, that even Dan, have a good time? Dan has part? learned songs to get laid. Yeah, man, you got to put the work in, is what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. You can't just go to the gym and get totally awesome and hot. But um, you go to the gym and you bring your guitar to the gym. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dancing. You do the leg machine and you practice your guitar. That's how you get laid, yeah. guys. That's what we from call a woman. Muscles. That's how you get laid. <laughs> That's why my upper body is not developed because I can only do leg stuff because my hands have to be free for the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Snake Man really uh, so awakens starts, the, the the sexual monster within this yeah, young lady. Yeah, he starts like a full court press on her birthday. He sends her flowers. Mm-hmm. He's all about you know getting it on. Because her husband forgets her birthday. Two, two years, in, two a years row, in a row, dude. That is not okay. Like, so Hallie, you have a husband. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in the He's, future, you, yeah, in the maybe future you have a country husband. <laughs> Who forgets your birthday t- two years in a row? How do you feel about that? Um, I would be like, I've already left him after he forgot the first one. But what if he has that super shredded ads? That snake man's starting to look pretty good, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's a billionaire or something, right? He is a he's plane. got a coke problem, we find out. Well, but he seemed so nice before. He, he likes to run and, and he likes to apply bandages over your clothing. He carried her. He picked her up. That's a huge plus. Yeah. He, she, she, uh, well, th- this actually plays into what I wanted to say. There, there's I a say, scene. We're, we're bouncing all over. The yeah, place we're bouncing here. all over. Yeah. We need the structure the that Ellie provides. Not holding. But um, there's a scene early on where um, so her 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 sexual heat has been awakened. She comes home and she wants to have crazy rough sex and with that her. Sexual heat is usually evidenced by her with her mouth kind of open and her eyes going almost cross-eyed. Yeah. So she attacks her husband and <laughs> she like growls at him, but not in like a like a like a sort of a sexy like growly wetly like she she might as well be barking like a dog and then she slaps him in the face several times she's probably she is asking for rough sex the way you would think kirk cameron would pretend <laughs> to ask for rough sex like someone who's never seen actual sex yeah. <laughs> like, the idea it's of like, rough baby, sex you want to eat the sandwich she's like rawr, rawr, no i want your wiener or whatever <laughs> okay. i want to shout out on your wiener <laughs> Extra relish, please. Uh, she doesn't say that, but yeah. she starts slapping him. He's like, "Baby, we're gonna, we're gonna, you're gonna eat the sandwich, and <laughs> then we're gonna go to the be- into the bedroom, normal style, and we're gonna forget this ever happened." And you think that Stuart's joking, but those are almost That's, verbatim. Yeah, exactly. what he, he says. says, "The only thing you're gonna growl at is this sandwich." <laughs> That's her line. Crazy, dude. Yeah, so she is. She's got. Uh, I mean, I'm into food play. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> So, but I don't take that in my bedroom. Then you're gonna have to get a different kind of sheets. She's got blue ovaries at this time, <laughs> sure. and so she wakes up early. What does that early. mean? It's the female oh, blue, of blue balls. balls. Oh, okay. <laughs> she wakes. <up. laughs> she has frostbite in her ovaries. <laughs> you missed that scene. Uh, so she gets up early and she goes to the park where she knows that, that means they're a boy. <laughs> yeah, she's starting. Well, she's starting to have thoughts about sexual thoughts about this guy. Who's that snake guy. Yeah. <clears throat> so she goes and she deliberately um, runs into him, and they go jogging, and then she <laughs> runs into a guy who's riding his yeah, bicycle really in the park. Really blatantly, just runs headfirst into a guy. 
and Snake Guy like flips out and threatens to beat this guy up, which triggers something in her because earlier her husband was not man enough to protect her from some guys who were a, catcalling her. Yeah, a couple of guys saying that she's a fine ass bitch, mm-hmm. not a finance bitch <laughs> like Dan's wife assumed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the best mishearing. <laughs> um, but yeah, he takes her back to her his his love nest. You know, puts the puts the moves on her. Yeah. But uh, at this point, she's having none of it. On her, he applies an ace bandage to her ankle over her sweatpants and her or jogging pants. I don't know. What do you? I don't know. Leggings. Running. (laughs) Leggings. (laughs) (laughs) Chaps. Chaps. (laughs) Applies them over her chaps and her uh, her ankle socks. Speaking of Friday night, how you do that? Friday Night Lights. My favorite character was Tim Leggings. Because so you, you, you're a fan of bad boys. Yeah, man. John Carter. So she you know, she gets back with her husband for a little while, and then eventually she's like, oh, wait, I've been spent. You know, she spends a lot of time with this other guy who's super wealthy. She's eventually seduced by this wealth. Her mother shows up to stay with no, her for a while. No, wait. I don't want us to gloss over the, like, rape scene that led to their oh, okay. ultimate. This comes up. Yeah. We don't want to gloss over that because, like, I guess it's. Okay. Um, Not since Straw Dogs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have you seen a, an uncomfortable rape scene turn into, I guess, a lady totally uh, being into it? In like it? a yeah. hot, passionate <laughs> sex making? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they, they take a... It wasn't they take love. A, they take his private jet making. down to... <laughs> they take the private jet down to Sunny Nolens mm-hmm. or New Orleans, as the Yankees call it. <laughs> And uh, they do. They shoot a couple montages of them doing fucking New Orleans stuff. Yeah, like, like eating a jazz singer. shit ton of beignets. Shit yeah, like, cr- crawdads probably. I don't know. Drinking fucking Bahama Mama. Fishing, and, fishing from the river yeah. with like a, a string tied around their toe. Yeah, they're going out with like a fan boat. Sure, <laughs> hanging out. Getting in a fight with a voodoo umgum. Wrestling crocs. Their tits to a uh, bunch of people through beating Both of their tits. It's crazy. <laughs> No, uh, no rules, just right. So they, and then they're on the flight back over uh, Champagne on his private jet. Uh, what's our, our the bad guy's name's Harley? Harley. Harley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Harley Davidson. <laughs> That's how he got his fortune. He has the same name as the motorcycle. So <laughs> he, he has a patent on the fucking name. <laughs> He's a patent troll, basically. He doesn't even have the patent. He just he just got the domain. <laughs> and he's made all his money. Yep. That's why Cyber Squad. Super smart web developer. <laughs> so over like after there's a really weird scene of the two of them kind of flirting, I guess, and a lot of it's like cutting to each of their faces. And each time it cuts to his face, it looks like he's doing some other kind of weird, sexy face in the mirror. Like, this one is kind of coy. This one's, like, kind of weird with his eyes open. <laughs> like, it's super strange. <clears throat> and uh, eventually it gets to the point where he's, he's just got to have it. He can't, you know, he can't he can't forgive mm-hmm. his aching groin. So he, he starts he to make a move. It, you know, he knows she wants it, man. And she she resists. She says no many, many times before yeah. he eventually and not says. Not only does she say no, she, like, pushes him off. And she's like, no, get off of me. This is wrong. No, please. I don't want this. I'm yeah, married. I told you many times. No, enough times to make everyone in the audience be like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is a this is going to be a rape scene. We don't want to <laughs> see this. We do. Please stop. It's not funny. That's not funny. <laughs> stop laughing. So until, and then he, he says very calmly, 
okay, so you can say you resisted before they then proceed to make out and totally do it, mm-hmm. which is weird because who's she going to say she resisted to? Like the press? The, the pilot. Police. The pilot. <laughs> <laughs> the pilot was coming back to give them little little wing pins. <laughs> it's like, I'll just... He like slowly backs back into the cockpit. I'll just... I just, resisted! Uh, <laughs> I resisted. <laughs> So she totally does it with this dude. She cries. She takes a long shower. And then she gets on a fight with her husband, I guess. And then she calls him up again. And yeah, she can't. She can't. She can't. Apparently, she's just got to have normal urges. Yeah. They're totally normal urges. And she goes. uh, Yeah, do what your body wants. And then they do it some more. And they get in a fight. And then they do it some more. But, like, it is bad news from the get-go. Yeah, like, right away, you know this is not going to be a great relationship. He, the second time they're together... She's drinking wine. He's like, here, have this. She's like, oh, I'm okay with wine. And he's like, no, have this. And then she snorts cocaine, people. But it's weird. No way. But the whole thing is weirdly framed, so you have to just infer that it's cocaine. Yeah, they never show what he's giving her. They just show her being like... <laughs> Tyler Perry's like, we can't afford even fake cocaine in this movie, so you're just going to have to pretend. He's... Uh, yeah. And meanwhile, you know, uh, her mom's in town. She's like the Reverend. The Reverend yeah, Sarah, not, sure. You don't call me at six AM to pray anymore. <laughs> Which is in in her defense, I I'm I wouldn't call a reverend to pray at six in the morning. That's yeah. crazy. That's really early. And the Reverend's like, You don't you don't cook for your man? Like That's also weird. The, the Reverend shows up to, you know, really support some retrograde notions about <laughs> marriage. Basically to shame her daughter into yeah. subservience. Um, but anyway, her meanwhile, meanwhile, her, use, am I right? And this husband, her daughter's yeah, not supporting, is is ba- is getting in this weird adventure with Moesha, who gets a job <laughs> at his pharmacy. It turns out Moesha had a bad boyfriend. Oh yeah, and is on the run from him, so she gets a job at a pharmacy. Um, there's husband. A, they were married. Oh, they're they married. Were I didn't know that part. Married. I was a little too focused on the kind of sassy old white lady who owns the pharmacy and is always trying to get them to like take some Valium. Mm-hmm. That she has trying to get them to take Valium. Trying to infer that Moesha is a lesbian, grabbing a ton of hard candy from the jar up front and putting in her purse. She's a real character, guys. <laughs> Watch out for that one. <laughs> I think there's a role like that for you in the upcoming Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> Bad pharmacy owner. <laughs> so, uh, Tyler smash is bad pharmacy owner. <laughs> pharmacy owner? Yeah. She zones pharmacies? Yeah. She's like a city planner or something? She would be terrible at that. Uh, She's a council already, member, okay? There's already eight pharmacies on this block. We can't have another one. So, thank Tyler Perry's Medea's bad pharmacy zone. <laughs> Smash, smash cut to our heroine, Judith, who is uh, hanging out with her new uh, boyfriend, Harley. They're doing a bunch of coke. They're going to these weird sex parties where everybody's kind of like a sex zombie. Um, <laughs> I think they were just nightclubs. That's a, wait a minute. It's not like any nightclub I've ever seen but where you does, just wander in and people start grabbing yeah, at you and offering you things. Like, yeah, sex zombies because the... 
the husband, who is a very handsome man, comes in and is immediately clawed at by some... He's like pushing women down. Yeah. yeah. Probably pushing men down. Who knows, man? It's the 90s. So... Uh, <laughs> Stuart, well, I've got some bad news for you. We'll go over after the podcast. Okay. So after that, they... Does she go... She goes home with her husband or she has a conversation no, with him? she says... She's like, sorry, dude. Get back in your old timey truck. I don't need you. No, she's like, you're, 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 you're a great guy, but I need a like an exceptional guy. Yeah, that's the other. I weird mean, that's thing. kind of a compliment, still, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think she hates him or anything. She's just, uh, you know. She says he, the other guy, makes her feel alive. She mm-hmm. just wants to feel alive, and she feels dead inside when she's with her <laughs> husband. Yeah, because that makes sense. I mean, he, he forgets her. Respond, and he's kind of slapping. <laughs> He's not into weird slap sex, and he forgot her birthday two years in a row. <laughs> but I do want to mention the um, the very deft uh, f- film choice of of the dichotomy between the snake's car and the uh, husband's car. So the snake's car is like red Ferrari, and yeah. the husband's Powerful. car is like old timey truck with a hay barrel in the back. Yeah. yeah, there's like a hay bale in the back. Allie pointed out like, how long have they been in the city? They still got hay in the back of the truck. <clears throat> it's the most obvious, it's one of the more obvious country versus city mouse situations <laughs> yeah. next to like Sweet Home Alabama. Anyway, but I think we're getting to the shocking twist tour, which I think you should, uh, oh, should man. drop the bomb on how, us. How can I tell this in the best way? So, so she's going crazy on coke, getting in fights with this dude all the time because it turns out he's not actually that great of a boyfriend. Big surprise. Uh, meanwhile, across town, her husband is having dinner with Moesha. This was the exact scene that Hall- uh, Hallie was forced to say, this movie's got a lot of great booties in it. So Moesha... <laughs> forced to <say>. Mo- Moesha- <laughs> Forced at booty point. Uh, Moesha's explaining to Bryce. His name's Bryce, right? That's yeah. an awesome name. She's explained to Bryce uh, about her former relationship and how her asshole ex-husband gave her HIV mm-hmm. from sleeping around. And it's partly her fault, I guess, for sticking around while she knew he was cheating. And then she, the big reveal, she explains her husband's name is Harley, our very own Snake Man character. Uh. Bryce is like, no way, my wife's with that Snake Man. So he <laughs> jumps into his truck. They drive over there. He kicks down the door, finds them all like passed out and beat up. Yeah, because meanwhile, Harley has be- beat like the shit out of Judith. And left her in yeah. a bathtub so she doesn't bleed all over the nice carpet. Oh. So, I mean, he's thoughtful. Um, <laughs> to the carpet? After he gets, uh, so Bryce rescues his wife. Uh, she's super happy, of course. Um, and then he wakes up Harley only to do a patented Goldberg spear to him through the window. Uh, beats him up a little bit, and Moesha's like, no, you're killing him. He's like, blah, blah, blah. He's probably already dead inside. I don't remember. And then he, he storms out and leaves the, uh, I guess, soon-to-be-dead web developer mm-hmm. on the ground. And uh, So at this point, um, three-quarters of our uh, main characters have AIDS. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and by the way, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be dated, but do you really want to bust, like throw a guy through a window and embrace him when he has AIDS, when you're going through, sure, you a should gl- put on a wetsuit or leather gloves or something. <laughs> what are you really, saying? I feel like it's a so, lot of blood. So I don't want to misquote you, but what you're saying, Hallie, is if you were going to beat up someone with AIDS, you I'd would put, put on, on a, a hazmat suit. suit. <laughs> sure. All right, well, tasers are readily available. Thank you when for I that. Use one of that was a joke. Yeah, you guys, that was a joke. It's it was for humor purposes. Yeah. Just if you want it's me for to humor prove purposes it, only. No retweets. Yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, so we flash forward. So at that point, we're like, okay, I guess this is the whole story. Wonderful. And it cuts to the marriage counselor that we remember from the beginning still talking to her patient, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, and her patient's like, thank you so much. For My telling husband, me this super boring story. I guess was such a dick that he stormed out of this session, but no, she we was still stay fantasizing married. about another guy, and she's oh, like, okay. "Now I won't go off with him." I see. So you've slut shamed me into yeah. not going off I with guess this guy. Are devils is what <laughs> I don't want to get AIDS, so I won't go off with him. Yeah. So and then and we find out that in truth we realize the hero from the story, Judith, is actually the marriage counselor who was telling mm-hmm. us this story. She goes to the same exact pharmacy that her husband works at, but it turns out her husband is not her husband anymore. Mm. He has a new family. He has a new, decent, God-fearing woman who doesn't have AIDS. <laughs> Presumably. We don't know that for sure, Dan. <laughs> it's true. We know that he doesn't we, we, because the therapist asked her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we do find out that Judith, in fact, has AIDS. Yeah. yeah. Has HIV, at least. So um, the moral of the story is... Stay with your boring, non-interesting sex-having husband who forgets your birthday uh, and who fears God because otherwise you're going to get AIDS. <laughs> yeah. Or forget your wife's birthday all you want. You're going to trade up on a much younger wife uh, who doesn't have AIDS and it's going to be great. So do you guys think he owned the pharmacy at the end? <laughs> well, was it different? Well, he had, he had a lot of gray hair, so that gray hair probably came from business ownership. I didn't yeah. see the the other old lady. Oh, she died. She's she probably OD'd on Valium, right? Yeah. I think if you look hard enough, you can probably see her as a ghost in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of eye for detail that Tyler Perry usually has. <laughs> so, yeah, speaking of Tyler Perry's directorial stamp, can I just? Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is a uh, this is a uh, almost two hour movie, a hun- yeah. hundred and ten minutes. Um, could easily have been eighty. <laughs> Twenty-five. If you had taken out all of the pregnant pauses, there were false pregnancies, if you will, (laughs) (laughs) because they like they were just oh, you know. Yeah, the rhythm of this movie was way off. Like, and you know, a lot of those pauses came in the flirtation scenes, and okay, I can forgive that a little bit. But there was also a lot of scenes of like, oh, two characters just awkwardly walking up a flight of stairs and like fumbling with a lock. Yeah, let's like you don't need all that's gold. No, you don't. You don't need to just show the the car arriving and then show them inside. You got to show them going up all of those stairs, opening you, the door. For you to really understand the, the temptation that this wife is facing, you're going to need really long scenes of her work environment and mm-hmm. see her coworkers kind of shaming her into wearing sluttier clothes. Yeah, just long scenes of her staring at a guy and him staring back at her. And I'm talking as slowly as possible. Well, at least I can accept that because that's like that's some kind of awkward attempt to recreate flirtation in a movie. Mm-hmm. Which that's the way you get ladies. <laughs> that's how I, that's how I do it. Is I, I basically them. do a lot of mugging mm-hmm. and uh, snake charming. <laughs> Literal mugging. <laughs> I have your purse. Go on a date with me, please. <laughs> I can probably find out either your current address or a past address. <laughs> So I'll send you a love note. Just <laughs> stuff it out in your purse and leave it on your doorstep. <laughs> the cash will be gone. <laughs> well, that's what paid for the note. <laughs> okay, man, we, uh, wow, that was a tight summary we just did. Yeah. Front to back, no jokes, no tangents, perfect. Mm-hmm. Nothing funny. 
Nothing funny. So, uh, what else? What else do you have to say about this, Dan? How do you feel Tyler Perry held up his end of this contract between you and you and him? Me and him as a viewer. This movie did not only anger me on a <laughs> on a movie level, a movie uh, well, craft you, level. Well, you you grew up with parents or a parent who was involved in with, the church, right? You grew up with Tyler Perry, right? <laughs> yeah, we were best buddies. Uh, we were the inspiration for Lethal Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> they took some liberties with our story. Yeah, exactly. You're kind of a Riggs figure. Uh-huh. No, I mean, I... Yeah, well, I mean, I had religious. I you know, I grew up in a religious family, but not a weirdly retrograde. Sure, so family that insists. So your that parents the women, don't insist on your wife cooking for you yeah. and servicing you three times a week. It was at least like three times. At a week. least three times a week. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. This this movie upset me. I think we should just go on to final judgment. <laughs> we should talk about whether this was a good bad movie, a bad bad movie. Or a movie we kind of liked. I think you know where I stand. It was a bad, bad movie. It was bad in craft. It was bad in message. Hallie, what do you have to say? Yeah, like, I have to be honest. I was really excited to watch this movie. I had Mostly seen it. A- <laughs> because KK was in it. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> One K off from being very unfortunate. <laughs> but, <laughs> but... No, I had seen the preview somewhere, and I was like, "Hey, I wouldn't admit it, but I'd love to see that movie." Uh, and then, crack uh, a box of wine, right? Mm-hmm. And throughout it, I kept feeling like um, you're being I needed punished to, for that thought. Yeah, yeah, that God was punishing me <laughs> for ever being tempted with this movie. <laughs> uh, so no, I, I, I thought it was a bad, bad movie. Also, I feel like I'm, I mean, I'm going to side with you guys, but I feel like it. If it had been a little bit tighter, if it hadn't had, if it hadn't been quite so long, I think it might have been a good bad movie because it's so stupid and so hammy. And it's so, very ham-fisted in its message, for sure. And the idea of punishing all the bad, the, like the bad characters with HIV, is so crazy. It's mm-hmm. such a crazy leap. Uh, yeah, that's. Yeah, the twist is but so they didn't strange. Moesha, she was okay. Or was she? I mean, she never found. I mean, she's again. still alive at the end of the movie because I think she's still working in that pharmacy. Yeah, she was. And that's a good job, you know. Probably, I mean, once he took it over, he probably offers benefits to all of his employees. <laughs> yeah, let's get that. So I guess that's three bad, bad movies. So I'm sorry, everybody. All right. Um, well, we what's, the, what's the next thing we do, Dan? <laughs> Great segue, Stuart. <laughs> the next thing we do is uh, we answer letters. From listeners. Listeners like you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what was that, Dan? Letters from listeners like you. You're not even doing a letter song? I can't. Letters. <laughs> Three half-hearted letter songs. We get letters. Great. Thanks, Alan. <laughs> So, um, before actually, before we get to letters, you're going to reach deep into that mailbag. A quick thanks. Uh, we get a fair uh, number of donations from fans, um, and I've fallen down on hard times. <laughs> <laughs> I've fallen down when it comes to uh, recognizing all of the donations, but I did want to uh, send a quick thanks to Robert Dunstan for his ridiculously generous donation. He sent us. 
uh, a ridiculous amount. But thanks, Robert. He's a not million dollars. Thank you. Wait, what's that? Uh, what's that beeping noise? Is someone at the door? Oh, something's about to get edited out. <laughs> um, we don't edit this. <laughs> So Dan's going to reach deep into the mailbag, grab onto a nice juicy letter, and pull it out. The first letter is titled, A Spookily Good Bad Thank You. It's from Mary Kate. She says, To avoid the Olsen twin jokes that have plagued me most of my life, she will not withhold her last name, Moran. Okay, so it's Mary Kate Olsen. Uh, <laughs> She says, I discovered your podcast with your first mention in the AV Club and quickly became a flop house evangelist. I even started a church, but that was more for tax purposes. I know other fans have written in and said your podcast has been a bright point in tough times, and I have to say the same. Things are great now, but that summer was particularly rough. Dreaming of a world of tomorrow that contained a rocket crocodile or craving a box of Chopin Goatables <laughs> made for a wonderful welcome distraction. But I was also lucky enough to catch your 12-round screening. Afterward, I went up to Dan and mentioned I was visiting from Cincinnati on business, but I stayed an extra day for the screening. Dan looked at me like I was crazy. To be fair, I had had a few drinks, was wearing a party dress, carrying a to-go box of leftover risotto, and was alone. I brought a friend, but she had to leave during the intermission. I swear to God, I have friends. Spoiler alert, the screening was the highlight of an awesome trip that included a lot of theater and comedy. Anywho, thanks. The Flophouse is now one of my main sources for laughs. More than any TV show or good-bad pun my boyfriend throws at me, who I've also indoctrinated to your podcast. I think he's a keeper. Cheers from Mary-Kate. Um, I apologize for looking at you like you're crazy. Yeah, Dan gets pretty defensive at those live screens. I don't get defensive <clears throat> at it. I'm just awkward. I'm awkward in real life with people I actually know. Dan so. can't believe anybody actually likes him, so <laughs> you're giving him praise. That's how he'll look at you. I mean, yeah, particularly a stranger. Yeah, he thinks he's being gaslighted or something. Mm -hmm. uh, but thank you for that. Um, Gaslit? Gaslit? I don't know. Uh, I just wanted to, I thought that was a nice tale of a live flop house encounter. <laughs> Sure. You're going to tell us the tale of temptation, being mm -hmm. tempted by Dan McCoy in the flop house. Mm -hmm. um, Luckily, this one ended up <laughs> pretty positive, I guess. There's this, a boyfriend. This letter is called Stuart's Influence. Uh-oh. Hey, dudes. I was recently doing some online shopping on Amazon, looking to add more films to my ever-expanding collection. While looking over my wish list, I realized I still had the Head of the Family DVD there. Thinking, why not? <laughs> to my wish list, wishing that somebody would buy it for me. <laughs> Thinking, why not? I added it to my cart along with numerous other spookily good-bad movies, Event Horizon among them. Sure, After I okay. made my purchase, moments later, a list of films recommended to me based on what I had bought popped up. The list read as follows. Castle Freak, Invisible Maniac, Dollman, <laughs> and Dollman vs. Demonic Toys. So I'm just letting Stuart know that his taste in film is clearly influencing America's purchases. Or, you know, it could be that they're all full moon movies. Either or. Signed, Sarah, last name withheld. So congratulations, you're a taste maker. Yeah. Uh, you're the fresh maker. I think, <laughs> I think full moon features President Charles Band is probably indebted to me uh, or something. Um, and, yeah, it's uh, the, the first couple times I've seen... Castle Freak and Head of the Family paired together. Uh, that's one I really knew that I've had an effect. 
And why are we all just watching Dan's cat smell boots? <laughs> because he's smelling my boots and he's smelling my cats. <laughs> she is smelling my cats. Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, Stuart, your story about Charles Band or whatever is pretty Yeah, good. it's pretty bullshit. But, but I mean, looking at my cat, looking at Hallie's boots is pretty great. <laughs> um. I hope that you, the podcast listener, okay, is imagine, as much fun. Imagine a pair of <laughs> boots soggy from the snow. Yeah, imagine a pair of tiny bean boots that fit on Hallie's tiny elf feet. <laughs> and then imagine a giant fat cat. Perplexed by a right human with such small feet. Yeah. Still carrying ice crystals from the snowy walkway. Actually, there's a... Yeah, Lulu's having a field day with uh, three different pairs of boots right now. So, um, so this has been the Boot House. Uh, <laughs> check us out for all your boot-related needs. <laughs> Big boots, small our, boots. Pick up our cats and boots calendar. <laughs> <laughs> it's discounted now that we're a few weeks into 2014. Yeah, so we're practically paying you to take it. <laughs> so I hope that answers your question. <laughs> if you had a question, <laughs> which I can't about remember. About boots. <laughs> so this next letter is titled "Trying to Introduce My Mom to the Flop House." Okay, <laughs> first mistake. My mom asked me, "What's a podcast?" <laughs> so, <laughs> so I do my best <laughs> to describe subscription-based audio files, and it's going well enough until I start talking about some of my favorite shows. She yeah. likes movies, so I mentioned the flop house, oh, and no. she's on board. I then make the mistake of mentioning the infamous Ding Dong Gate controversy about the film Castle Freak, where the titular freak may or may not rip off his own Ding Dong, at which point we have a massive communication failure. She thinks I'm describing a man stealing a hostess brand snack cake from someone else, or maybe eating his own snack cake, and then blaming someone else for the ripoff. It was at this point I realized I may be f- too far immersed in the flophouse vernacular because the homophones never occurred to me. Bradley, last name withheld. Yeah, so I think you're for- <laughs> there's definitely a couple points where you went wrong there. Uh, I think describing something you really like using uh, using the uh, a drunken steward explaining why he likes the movie Castle Freak is because he misremembers a dude ripping his own dick off. It's <laughs> probably a key moment where you messed yeah. up. I mean, I don't know why that would be something that you would share with your mom. Yeah, that's usually that's what usually gets this podcast filed in iTunes under Not For Moms. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents listen to this podcast, and it is a never-ending source of alarm to me. <laughs> My mom occasionally posts on the Flop, uh, Flop House uh, Facebook page. Did I just say Flop House and you didn't fuck with me that time? Mm-hmm. Dan, come on. Um, I'm not a monster like you, Stuart. <laughs> and so every time she does, it's really great, and it usually doesn't have any punctuation. But she's an English teacher. I don't get it. What about your mom? Does she listen to the Flop House? My mom, so my mom is a professor, and one time, she's not a professor. Sorry, mom. She's <laughs> uh, she, a different mom. Yeah, I just lied. She's a teacher, but she teaches some grad school class. No, I'm sorry. She's a therapist, but she teaches some grad school classes. <laughs> okay, she's, she sells shoes. She's a psychologist. Right. She's a psychoanalyst. Right, my a hobo. Okay. Hello, my mom. Okay, so she teaches these grad school classes, and she said that in Denver, Colorado. Of ver- all places. Yeah, very far away from New the Big Apple, <laughs> New York City. New York City, pretty far from the internet. In a yeah, 
Uh, a, a salsa, yeah, a piece of sauce. And apparently one of her students in a big lecture, I don't know that for sure, I made that up, it might have been a small class, approached her, <laughs> approached her and said, Do you really uh, have a mom? are you, did I hear your daughter who has the same last name as you on this podcast? And it was this podcast. Which is super weird because you, I mean, you write for like you write for the Daily Show. Like your name's in the credits on a show every night. I don't think anyone ha- looks at that. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, especially since I would say ninety percent of the time the show runs long and the credits get cut off, yeah. or they run at like a hundred miles per speed. hour. Yeah, so somebody has to be watching it super carefully mm-hmm. to see Dan McCoy listed. It looks more like Bert Storch. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Um, so this last letter is titled, I found my hat. We did it. I had written a couple of months back about losing my hat during a move. The move was from Chicago to Mount Prospect, in case you were wondering. I wasn't. Q Elliot saying, nope, he's not here. Well, I finally found the hat inside a box in the basement that my girlfriend never unpacked, because all of mine are She never unpacked a basement? (laughs) No, the box in the basement. (laughs) She's not lazy or anything, although sometimes I'm mowing the lawn and I know she's just watching True Blood inside. And I'm like, God, come on, woman. But I guess she just never got around to these boxes. And now that she found a spider in the basement, she won't go through the boxes. Anyway. Uh, you can't unpack the boxes? She's solely responsible for unpacking the boxes? I think specifically her boxes. I think if we're breaking down oh, okay. responsibilities, his responsibility is box unpacking and lawn mowing. And hers is True Blood, uh... I guess fan page maintenance. Somebody's gonna watch it. Yeah, she, gotta watch it. She she probably writes for television without pity or something. She's gotta write watch that true blood. Anyway, he says, I would have written in and said, Thanks for the help, but you didn't really do anything. I did all the work, but I didn't want to let you know. Close the loop, you know? Okay, cool. See you. John, last name with help. Uh, didn't didn't yeah, we thanks. do anything? Didn't we, John? Didn't we? I mean, we did. I, Hallie didn't really do anything. <laughs> no. She's probably cooling her heels. Hallie's wondering why we're talking about a guy who lost his hat. Okay, let me explain to you. <laughs> There's a guy. This guy, John, he lost his hat, and he needed us to find it, so we like read a letter about it on the internet, <laughs> and people listened, and they wrote about it on the Facebook page, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Flash forward now. Hat found. <laughs> Congratulations, Flophouse. We did it. <laughs> we did it, boys. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> That was, a high, that was a high five sound effect. Cut to everyone on mission control, standing up and cheering. Crying. Sure. Popping <laughs> bottles. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was letters. We, wait, what else do we fucking do here? Come on, man. This is the new studio. I'm all messed up. Oh, so we talk about movies we actually liked. Oh, no. So we just watched uh, Temptation, a story of Tyler Perry's marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> now, now we're going to talk about movies that you should watch, probably instead of Temptation. Dan. Oh, why did you go to me first? Stuart. Um, Allie. No, I, I can go first, but um, as we said at the beginning of the show, um, I moved just recently. Yep, We're from one apartment to another apartment. In a new apartment, and which means that I have not had a chance really to watch movies. Okay. Um, so there's no um, new you were- movies. Making a moving of your own. Uh, <laughs> Classic. Classic word so. association. <laughs> I will say, though, um, I will recommend another form of visual media. I 
enjoy. You saw a bunch of funny memes on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> there was a there was a really good uh, Herb and Jamal comic strip. <laughs> hey, overboard! What's up with those pirates, huh? Uh, I want to recommend. Uh, I watched the first couple episodes of the HBO show uh, True Detective. Okay, and uh, I really enjoy it. Like that McConaughey, I like right? Like that McConaughey and that uh, Woody Harrelson. And uh, it's interesting to think <laughs> this too. That's a whistle sound effect, you, I guess. Who are you wolf whistling there? Both of them. Okay. <laughs> Meow. Um, I think. Row, <laughs> indeed. It's interesting that I mean, both of those guys. I think are guys that when they first started out, you know, people liked them fine, but they wouldn't have been like those guys. That white man can't jump. Actors. Like they're gonna be, they're gonna turn out to be like super superstars, but now, um, you know, they're a little older, they're a little grayer. They're super great. They're well, super great actors. Yeah, I mean, they have experience at this point. Matthew McConaughey's been on a hot streak. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, I think that that's the main thing to recommend the show. I mean, the show's good on its own. There's a lot of actually pretty funny stuff in that show for how grim it is. Yeah. Like the weird odd couple <laughs> pairing between like Matthew McConaughey, who's super existential, existentialist, like grim guy, and then Woody Harrelson, who's playing like Woody Harrelson. But, uh, but mostly just the acting on it is really fun to watch. Yeah. So I recommend that. It's shot really well. And yeah. I'm a sucker for references to the King in Yellow and Lost Carcosa. Sure. You know, Lovecrafty and Mythos okay. stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Stuart, what about you? Uh, I recently watched a movie that is probably going to be in my best of uh, 2013 uh, list that you know Dan's super waiting for. <laughs> is um, was uh, Your Next, which is kind of a play on well, is is a uh, home invasion movie, and also kind of a play on a home invasion movie. And it stars, uh, it, it features a lot of, what is it, Adam, uh, I don't know, Adam Wingard, I think, is the director. And it's a whole bunch of these, uh, like, indie horror filmmakers that have been thro- uh, throwing out a lot of movies nowadays. Adam, or no, Joe Swanberg, yeah. Ty West is in it. Um, and it's got a great cast, and they... The cast is kind of larger than I initially expected, being that it was a low-budget movie. And it is, uh, it's kind of deliberate. It takes its time. They managed to put a fair amount of comedy in there. And I don't want to go so far as to say that it's almost like a scream level take on a horror movie, but it does feel a little bit like a, uh, almost like a postmodernist, uh, home invasion horror movie. So, uh, check it out. It's fun. All right. And I've confirmed that you are correct in the name of the director. Yes. (laughs) Two points to Gryffindor. (laughs) I did it. Oh, because I rescued Hagrid. Hallie, do you have a recommendation? Uh, I will say if you're looking for a bad, good movie, um, Loveless is in Lovelace. Love, love, Lovelace. Lovelace. As in Linda Lovelace? Yes. Is um, free on some form of watching stuff. It's Netflix streaming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I watched it the other day and... um, you know, it it definitely uh, has really stuck with me. I found a lot of moments in my life that I'm like, oh, that reminds me of this movie <laughs> I just watched, which makes me think 
Like maybe I, I should maybe I should get out of the porn industry, <laughs> or at least the animal porn industry. <laughs> Just kidding. But the point is, good movie ish. I recommend it. Well, did you start watching it like like a sixteen year old boy would have started watching it? Because you're like, oh, this start is a movie about porno, and it's on late at night, so I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Or did you watch it because you're like, I love Amanda Seyfried. I started watching with boys who were like, oh my God, this would be so funny if we watched this movie. Wouldn't it be? It's so bad. And, but really, You're, I think it's, probably it's, the 16-year-old boy approach. And then That's I the genesis of the flop house right there, by the way. <laughs> uh, I, think, uh, I think these boys need to be more honest about their... Uh, come on, man. Just no. be up front. I, 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 be up front about your goals. You, know you need to have like a pervasoid rap session where you was, flip your yeah. baseball cap around and flip your yeah. chair around. <laughs> yeah. Like, have a seat, guys. Well, Let's guys, talk about your movie watching. Everyone likes to see naked people, all right? It's cool. Yeah. lot of beautiful naked people. So, watch it. <laughs> Interesting recommendation. So, uh, we had a couple of movies we recommended. We had a couple of laughs. We talked about a movie for a while. Listen to some mm-hmm. letters. So, um, Allie, what are we going to do to stop the, <laughs> to stop the tyranny of Elliot <laughs> from returning to our shores? Um, Please don't go. <laughs> Please. Well, if ever you need me, just call, <laughs> and I will be there. <laughs> because you're down the hall from me. Exactly. Put up. The Halley sign <laughs> in the night sky. Can you describe the Halley sign for us? It's like a girl, like with her chin <laughs> on her hands, being like, hey. That's totally the Halley sign. <laughs> That's the Halley sign. <laughs> well, thank you for, for stepping in so bravely. Filling a hole. A well, arguably small hole. Yeah. Well, Elliot, uh, chicken, chicken grease smelling hole. Elliot selfishly decided to breed and take. Yeah, he brought time off. he brought new life into the world. Yeah, big deal. Anyone could do that. Come on, bag it, <laughs> bag it, everybody. Actually, I saw his, I saw his baby. It's pretty cute. Okay, Don't not it, it. He. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's pretty small still. Sure, it could go either way. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. We're going to leave it up to it yeah. <laughs> to make the choice. We don't know. We're a post-gender society at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's the potential for offense in this. Yeah, no, it's been great. Yeah, so we should probably sign off. Um, for the flop house. <laughs> I've been damn yep, cool. That's how we do it. So, And I've been Stuart Wellington. And I've been and will continue to be Hallie Hagland. Good night, everyone. Yay! Yay. Good night, everybody. I miss you. Do we need to do any promotion of t-shirts? I'd like to promote my t-shirt. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think there's been a lot of I talk about we'll my put, t-shirt. We'll file that so. in a new business. <laughs> a friend of mine tried to order a t-shirt, and we were sold out. And then we weren't sold out, and she got her T-shirt. What? Good story. <laughs> so, it's a regular confession of a an emotional podcaster. royal. <laughs> My friend did this thing; and it was super boring. She Enjoy. was tempted to buy a T-shirt.